up y'all this is your boy good friday uh, thanks for tuning in to hashtag living it it's your boy good friday and aka anderson da silva or vice versa anderson da silva aka good friday y'all thanks for tuning in man uh, i'm live on facebook right now and what i wanted to talk to you all about today is kind of like uh i made a video about this before and um you know, and yo, D DJ Loreno, thanks for tuning in, man. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about kind of something that I went through. I did uh, talk. I did kind of do like a video about this on my YouTube page, like about a while ago, uh, my YouTube channel. And uh, it's basically kind of like overcoming like some crazy stuff that you go through. Also uh what up what up man thanks for tuning in man. i appreciate you uh so what i wanted to backtrack almost lost track there so a while back man it was kind of like when you go through something unexpected uh and you kind of take action when you just take action also something great and unexpected can happen for you so a few years back, man, um, you know, I was, I, I was going through an apprenticeship. I didn't make a ton of money. I did not. I was raising a family. I had a wife, uh, three kids, and I'm just trying to, uh, make ends meet. Uh, I got into uh, a new career, uh, where, where before I, I just changed careers bef because before the career I was in, I lost my job, ended up losing my house, I ended up losing my cars, you know, going into low-income housing, going into uh, getting food stamps, getting all that type of assistance, and it was, uh, you know, we kind of run through the gutter, you know what I mean? So, uh, I was just try trying to get into this new career, not making a lot of money, but just working and just trying to climb, just trying to climb myself back out of that hole that, uh, that I got the family in. So I had this job, right? It was a for a great company, a really good company. I was very excited that I was in this company. And what happened was, uh, well, I got into like a car accident. So my truck needed to get fixed. And then, um, you know, Phil, what's up, man? Thanks for watching, bro. Appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, my wife's watching, she's going to relate to this, uh, to this message, to what I'm talking about. So, so back, so I got into a car accident, right? And my truck, like I could, I didn't have any money to fix this truck. Uh, and then actually, you know what? Let me, let me go back. I'm sorry. My, I got into a car accident with my wife's van at that time. Right. And I didn't have any a lot of money to get it fixed and then something happened with my truck it was like the wheel bearing on the truck i needed to get it fixed so i was trying to save up money and trying to see who i can uh fix this car keith thanks for tuning in man i appreciate you bro uh so i'm trying to save up money and but in the meantime my truck and my wife's van not being fixed had no means of transportation so what happened was um some a couple of guys at, at work were gracious 
enough to um, gracious enough to just just give me a ride back and forth to work which was just an amazing amazing thing so I'm just so they were bringing me back and forth to work and um, number 28 yeah Phil what's up man <laughs> Uh, so I was trying to get back and forth to work with these guys. They were gracious enough to bring me back and forth to work, which was, which was awesome. Um, but one day I kind of didn't really, I didn't really uh, organize who was going to take me to work <clears throat> the next morning. So that night I was like calling these dudes, like trying to figure out and nobody was getting back to me. So I'm like, man, and I did not want to take another day off because I took a day off uh, because when I got into the car accident and I've been with this company within six months and I was like, I can't take another day off. Like they're they're I mean, they were a good company, but they were strict on attendance. So I was like, you know, what? I don't want to risk anything, anything to keep me from working for this company. I didn't want to get fired. I didn't want to get let go. Nothing like that. So I, I had to try to find a way to get to, to get to work. So I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I was getting ready to go to work. Now work started at seven. I lived in a town called Westboro at the time and where uh, the where the job site was was in uh douglas so it was about like it was over 20 miles i think it was like 23 24 miles or something like that so i woke up at three in the morning to get ready to get to work now how was i gonna get to work because i couldn't find any of the fellas to come and pick me up well i had a 10 speed so that's how i was thinking of getting to work so I got so um I'm getting all my stuff ready. I got some of my tools ready, getting ready. And my wife's like thinking like you're crazy. You shouldn't do this, you know, you know. And um you know you should stay home. Just call in, figure it out. <clears throat> and like most husbands, I didn't listen to her, you know. And you know she's just worried about me. She just wants me to be safe. That's you know, fellas, you gotta understand that when your wife is worried and kind of trying to keep you from doing something, it's not because she just wants to hold you down. She's just worried about you. She's trying to keep you safe. So <clears throat> I get ready and George, Steve, thanks for watching, guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, so so I get on my bike right and. I just start going. I, I had like this GPS and I just start going. I just start driving, riding my bike. And people ask me, when did you regret riding your bike? And I'm like, man, when I got down the street, when I got down the street is when I regretted it. But I kept going, right? It's like, it's so funny because like all night, all night I'm riding this bike to work and like I wanted to like stop. I was, there were times that I was just like, it would be so awesome if some guy, uh, yes, I taped a flashlight to the bike. I did because it was in the middle of the night. So I taped a flashlight to the bike so I could see at night, you know, so uh, my wife just reminded me of that. So I'm riding my bike and it's like there were there were so many times where I was like, man, I wish somebody would drive by and just like ask me if I needed a ride. Like the whole time I was like praying for this. 
and it, it never happened. I just remember riding my bike and just looking at all these houses and seeing people sl- and like knowing it's all the lights are out and I know everybody's sleeping, resting. And I'm out there like riding my bike up hills. You know, uh, it's dark. I can hardly see. I'm hoping nobody jumps out and like murders me. Like, man, I was like tired. I was like, I was tired. I was sweating, but it was in the middle of the night. So it was cold. So then I was cold. It was just like, man, it was a mess, but I kept going. It's like, even though all that stuff was going through my mind, like I want to stop. I want to stop. I want to go back. You know, maybe my wife was right. Maybe I should just stay home. You know, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. The whole time, like I was thinking that I just kept pedaling, man. I just kept going. And uh, three hours later, I finally get to work. Yeah, three-hour bike ride to work. Who who does that? Who nowadays rides their bike three hours, over 20 miles to get to work? Nobody does that. That's like insane. When I think back about it, I'm like, man, that's the dumbest thing. One of the dumbest things I ever did. You know, it's crazy. I wasn't even... I wasn't even like in that great of a shape. I was like in okay shape, but like not that great of a shape. Maddie, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, uh, so like no one's no one like I wasn't in that great of a shape. I, I didn't have I like I like wasn't training, uh, bike riding. I like rode my bike for leisure, and I probably rode it like less than a mile when I did it, and it was like probably like once or twice a a year. So like. I just take out this 10 speed, just rode over 20, over 20 miles, three hours to get to work. And I finally get there and my boss was like, man, you look like a mess. Look at you. You're just like, you should just go home. And I'm like, look, I'm here. I'm going to work. So I, I work, a, I worked a full day. I worked a full day, which like, is just like crazy, right? Like who, who would ride their bike over 20 miles for three hours and then just like, yeah, man, like, thanks. Thanks, DJ. I appreciate that, man. Uh, like, who would work, like, a full day after riding 20 miles to work? Sarah, what's up, girl? How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. So, yeah, man. So, I worked a full day. People came up to me all day calling me a hero, this and that. Like, yo, that's crazy. And I'm just thinking, like, man, I just want to come to work. I just don't want to miss a, a day's pay. That That's it. That's, that's, all I, that's all I wanted. Just not to miss a day's pay. But, like, it, it it's funny because, like, the the whole time I was riding my bike, I, did, I, I just thought people would just be like, oh, you rode your bike? Oh, that's crazy. And then forget about it. But, like. People kept coming up to me all day and just like, yo, man, that's like you to do that. It was it was it was like the type of attention that was weird. I wasn't I wasn't used to that. Kristen, what's up, girl? Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Been a long time. Uh, so, yeah, so it's like so I rode my bike. I get there and everybody's just like, yo, you like everybody's like praising me, but also calling me crazy. Like, yo, that was crazy, man, that you drove your bike. But that was awesome. Like, and I'm like, ah, thanks, man. So, um, so continue on with the story, right? So I rode my bike because I, I didn't have any money to get my cars fixed. I, f- I eventually did get my cars fixed. And uh, Chris, man, thanks for tuning in. Jason or Becky, I don't know which one is you. <laughs> uh, so uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. 
uh, you guys heard this. Some of you guys heard this story. So, so yeah. So like, I finally get my cars fixed, right? I finally get them fixed, and I, I like, I had to spend like a lot of money. What at that time it was a lot of money to me because I didn't make a lot of money, so it was a lot of money, to, and and to get these cars fixed, and it was done by family and friends who like hardly paid me labor, but like the the parts were just were, they were just a lot of money right so so i'm sitting there and i'm like all right so i got the cars fixed but i couldn't pay my rent my money went to fixing my cars like it, it's really kind of it's really not fun when you're in that situation where okay i got to get my cars fixed or pay my rent if i don't get my cars fixed I can't get to work if I, oh, thanks. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> I knew you remember this story. Uh, so it's like, if I pay my rent, I can't get my cars fixed. But if I get my cars fixed, I can't pay my rent. It's like between a rock and a hard place, but I needed my cars fixed so I can get to work. So my wife can go grocery shop, bring my kids to doctor's appointments. Like that was important, but like we didn't want to get evicted. So it's like, I just paid my car, paid to get my cars fixed and just hoped it would work out. So th this was what was embarrassing, right? This is what was really embarrassing is when I'm getting, when I have my truck, at my in-law's house, getting it fixed because a neighbor of my father-in-law was gracious enough to um, to to fix my car. He was gracious enough to help me out. He's a drinker, so he I, I I bought him a case of beer. Look, I don't support alcoholism or drinking, but that was the least I could do. That's what he asked for. Uh, hey, Sarah. <laughs> uh, so. Um, Oh, I'm entertaining you right now. All right. I hope I'm better than the poker tournament. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, yeah. So I. So what happened was I'm sitting. We're sitting there, going through getting the cars fixed, and a police cruiser pulls up. I'm a father-in-law's house, right? The, the his neighbor is there and his father is there to you know help him with the car and my father-in-law is uh is there and a cop comes out of the police cruiser like a sheriff or something and he's like who's anderson de silva and i'm like i am and he walks up to me and just hands me a letter and leaves And I know my father-in-law and his neighbors were thinking, what the heck was that? I didn't even want to say anything because I was mortified. I knew what that letter was. I knew what it was. Maybe they knew what it was too, but I didn't know. But I didn't know if they, I don't know if they knew or not. They probably did. But I was mortified especially in front of my father-in-law. Like I'm supposed to be taking care of his daughter and his grandkids. And a cop pulls up to me, hands me a letter right in front of him. I was mortified. 
So if you guys haven't guessed it, what it was, it was an eviction letter. It was eviction notice. Uh, so I got an eviction notice and I was, I was getting evicted. I know there's Massachusetts laws and things like that, but just to get that, it just stinks, right? It was not, it was not good times. So that was not, that was not, um, that was not, Hey Steve, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate me. Yeah, definitely tune in again, man. I'll be doing this every week. So, um, what happened was I got this eviction notice and I had to just sit there and figure out like, what can I do? Like I, I, I need to pay this. There's no way I can come up with all this money on, on time um, and, and time and, and pay it all. Cause I was just making hardly any money as it was. So man, I was just like, it was just like, I was just living on a prayer at that moment. Right. So So what happened was, so back to riding my bike, right? So like, I guess, I guess like it spread like wild fire through my company. And I, there was schooling at this company. So every Saturday I would go to schooling. It was part of my apprenticeship, right? So I'm sitting there uh, at the office in one of the classrooms and I'm having class and one of the administrators pulled me out. And she said that the owner of the company wanted to talk to me. And I said, okay. She's like, you're not in trouble. Don't worry about it. He just wants to talk to you. And I'm thinking like, what does he want to talk to me about? What, like, you know, like, even though she said I'm not in trouble, like, I was like worried. I was like, what's going on here? So, um, so, hey, Kim, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. You're going to know this story. I'm sure you'll catch on. Uh, so I go into the the office waiting for him nervous as heck because hey Kim <laughs> so nervous as heck right like what what is the owner of this company wants to talk to me about what is going on so I'm he walks in and he introduced himself very lax guy and I'm like all right this guy's pretty cool he's pretty lax he's we're having conversation talking about my wife's cooking the kids and things like that then he starts asking me probing questions about my financial situation like why is this like i didn't put it together at that time i didn't put it together he's like why he's he's just i'm like why is he asking me probing questions so i ended up just being like well you know i got my cars fixed and i don't have money to pay my rent and i got an eviction notice so i'm trying to figure it out and this is where the story gets good folks this is where the story gets pretty good all right so he, so he's like, oh, okay. He's like, well, do you have the eviction uh, letter? And I say, yeah, I have it at home. So he takes out like a little notepad or a post-it note. I don't remember. It was something like that. And he goes, um, he's like, all right. So he wrote down a few numbers and then he's like, this is my fax number. Fax it to me because I'm going to pay for it. I was like, it was pause like that. It was a pause like that, right? Hey, Marianne, thanks for tuning in. You just tuned in at the good part of the story. So uh, you heard this story before, Marianne. Just want to let you know. I'm doing my podcast. So if you're, if anybody want, wondering what this mic is, I have a podcast. It's on anchor.fm forward slash hashtag living it. That's my, that's my podcast. So, um, 
So yeah, so he he writes that he said just fax it to me, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna pay my rent? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna pay your rent, so you won't be evicted anymore. Like mind blown. I was like, whoa, okay. I literally cried in front of the man. I literally cried in front of the owner of my company. Right? Hey, Michaela, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, so he so he's just like just fax it to me. So man. After class, I couldn't get home fast enough. Literally, I couldn't get home fast enough. I grabbed it. I faxed it to him, like, right away. Called him up. I'm like, hey, I faxed it. He's like, oh, I got it. You're all good. You'll have it You have it Monday or Tuesday or whatever. So I got it. I So when I got the FedEx letter in the mail, I was like, oh, my God, this is for real. Like, he really did it. I opened it up. There was a check. Man, I, like... It felt so good to just walk up to that office to pay my rent and be like, here you go. And just like give him my eviction notice with it. I had no idea that would have happened because I rode my bike 20 miles. I rode my bike 20 miles just so I can not miss a day of work. And then that amazing thing happens. So it's, it's crazy. Like, it's that that moment taught me a lot. And it's like, even though that happened about like six, seven years ago, yo, I think I, I don't know. I think I was like 29 at the moment. I'm 36 now. So like it happened a long time ago. And it's like it taught me so much. And it's like the lesson that I learned from that, I still keep with me today because you can you can do something just outrageous where you have somebody telling you you can't do it don't do it stay home look when loved ones tell you not to do something it's because they want they're worried about you not because they don't believe believe in you sometimes it might mean that they don't believe in you but most of the time <clears throat> when family or your spouse are telling you not to do something they just want you to be safe so that was one of the moments I'm so glad I didn't listen to my wife. <laughs> but she didn't know. She didn't know that would happen either. None of us knew. So, like, when you when you just do the do the out uh, something outrageous, something out of the norm norm, just something that that pushes your limits, something that is just um I don't know what else to say, but like just something out of your out of your limb out of your element something you know outrageous man some cr some crazy stuff can happen some good things can happen so you know that i've learned that so it's like that's why i'm doing this podcast that's why i still rap that's why I, uh, you know i release some um short story ebooks i'm doing this podcast just and i'm gonna stick to it look it took me three hours three hours to ride a bike and the whole time i wanted to turn back i wanted to give up and if i did i would have gotten evicted i would have had to find another place to live so that it just teaches me man when you're doing something and the whole time like you feel like stopping but there's a reason you're doing it there's a even though the reason is smaller than what the outcome might be just don't stop. Don't stop. You're going to hit obstacles. There's so many obstacles. Man, I, I went up some hills. Oh, man, those hills were 
brutal. Really brutal. I fell off my bike and I scraped myself. Like, man, it was, it was crazy. Heather, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you, girl. So it's 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 crazy. I, like all those things that happen. Uh, yeah, Tina, that's right. My wife said it. You have to have a why. You have to have a why you're doing something. If you don't have a why, what you're doing is meaningless. It's, it means nothing. So you have to have a why, why are you doing it? So if you're selling something, you it can't be just like, oh, I'm selling it because uh, the product is good or I'm selling it because I can make good money. Those are so, those are dumb reasons, all right? Look, obviously you want to sell it because the product is good, but if that's the only reason, that's it's, you're not really not going to be successful. You'll, you'll probably be successful at a certain point and then plateau. But look, you... you do something out of the norm. If there's something that you've been wanting to do, but you're just afraid of doing it. Look, I was afraid of riding my bike, but I had to do it. I had to do it because in my mind, I was just, I just uh, was afraid of what would happen if I didn't do it. That's why I do a lot what I do because I'm afraid what would happen or what would not happen if I don't do it. Like I have to do it. Like, I just cannot do it. So that's one of the lessons I learned from it. You know, I hope you guys took something away from from the story. Um, I hope you guys, you know, kind of go do something that you're kind of afraid to do. And I hope you do it. And I'm telling you, while you're doing it, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. People are going to doubt you. People are going to tell you you can't do it. People will make fun of you. Um, people will just be negative towards it. And man, it can weigh on you. It can weigh on you. And a lot of times you're going to want to give up and go back. A lot of times you're going to want to do that. But I'm telling you, if you go through it, you go through it and you go to the end I'm telling you, some crazy stuff is going to happen. You're going to reap the rewards. You, you're going to you're going to be blessed in the end. You definitely are. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Uh, I got three people left watching, but that's OK. All good. Uh, thanks, y'all, for tuning in uh, on Instagram. For those of you who are listening on the podcast and don't follow me on on well i'm sorry i'm on facebook live not instagram but for for all of you who are listening on the podcast and don't follow me on social media you can go to facebook um, my page there my artist page is good friday hip-hop you can go to instagram good friday hip-hop follow me on twitter at g friday hip-hop you can also uh subscribe to my youtube channel uh, good Friday videos. I got some cool video vlogs there, some good skits and stuff like that. So um, definitely subscribe to that. And for those of you who are watching on Facebook and don't uh, listen to my uh, podcast, I do this podcast we weekly. It's called Hashtag Living It. So it's uh, anchor.fm hashtag. Hashtag is spelled out. Hashtag Living It. Anchor.com. I'm sorry, not anchor.com. Anchor.fm forward slash hashtag living it. That's the name of the 
podcast. You can also look for hashtag living it uh, on your uh, iPhone. If you listen to podcasts on your iPhone, it's, it's on there too. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Um, I'm going to go and edit this podcast so I can edit it um, so I can release it. And thanks y'all for listening to this story. I really hope you took something away from it. I know I do till this day. And uh, don't give up. Whatever you want to do, do it. Don't give up. Don't listen to other people. Don't research it like crazy. Just do it. That's it. You'll learn as you go. You'll learn as you go. All right. All right. Have a good night, y'all. Peace.